What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta. Good morning. Good morning. How did the Animal Crossing stream go this morning, Gary Witta? Of course, you do it good, every day. Good times every morning. 9 a.m. Twitch.tv slash Gary Witta. Animal Crossing mornings with Gary. I play for at least an hour. We had a lot of fun today. Um, I'm working on a new backyard kind of pool deck Ooh, kind of area, which nice, is nice, looking nice. very cool. Yeah. Um, very excited about this big new uh, content drop tomorrow. The, oh my god! Can you wait? new stuff? I can't wait for these shrubs. I'm stoked the about shrubs. The shrubs I, you know, I'm most I'm most excited about the art gallery and the yeah. the fine artworks that I'm going to be adorning my walls with. Yeah, going out there to the new ship and buying all the artwork and stuff seems a lot of cool. But uh, just a teaser, everybody, if you listen to this episode, we're going to tell you how to get a free rug out of the deal because there's a free rug available for you right now. I'm I, loving Gary it. No, yet Gary doesn't even know. Gary, I don't uh, even know, but I, 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 you know, I'm usually the guy with the inside track on getting free shit in Animal Crossing, and I don't sure. even know about this. Question for you, Gary: Is where did you get this uh, billionaire sweatshirt you're wearing? Do you want to know where I got this from? Yeah. Hot topic. Hot topic, huh? <laughs> Leah found it. She got me. She got one for me and one for her. We got we're That's matching. Matching billionaires. What, what's your bank account looking like right now in Animal Crossing? Uh, you know, about nine million. Not massive. Now, are you going to keep playing the stock market game? Oh yeah, every week. So, yeah, I, so are you going to keep uh, going crazy? No, no, no. So that that has now once now that I've got like a decent financial buffer, some decent sure. savings. Sure. You know, the first the first week that we did it, I did f I bought four inventory loads and yeah. I did four trips. Right. Last week I did two. This now I'm going to settle down to just doing. One load of turnips. That's my plan too, because now yeah. I have a I have eleven million bells in the bank right now. I feel like I can, yeah. I can pump the brakes a bit. Yeah, you don't. I mean, that's more money than than you can ever spend. Totally. We'll see. We'll see how we're, much we're in, we're we're in the one percent, Greg. We are in the one percent. You know, I feel bad for these people I see out there just starting their island now. I see Andrea Renee just finally getting an Animal Crossing. I'm like, you don't even know. Don't I'm even telling know. you, Animal Crossing is the most low key political game out there. Look at us, motherfuckers. One percent, multi billionaires living on a private island, tax haven. Yep. Yep. Not, pay, not, paying, not paying our fair share. I don't know if it's like when you go into the able sister shop for when I go into the able sister shop now, it's like pretty women, pretty woman where I just buy everything. I'm like, will I ever wear this? Probably not, but I need it. I actually Game went into the shoes. able sisters store the other day and I didn't have any bells on me and they kicked me out. Yeah, so I went, yeah. and went and got a million bells and came back and it was just like the scene in pretty woman. Now they have yeah, to be nice big to mistake. me because I got big, big money. Yeah. I don't know what it is, Greg, but I'm really enjoying. Uh, what, like, what do you enjoy doing most in Animal Crossing? Right now? I really like shopping for clothes. I know that sounds yeah. lame, but like, it's so fun. No, no, that's a big part of it. I feel like I cycle. You know what I mean? I, I, I go through different. Uh, there's a different reason for me to be obsessed with Animal Crossing. It seems each and every week. And so this week, it's been big on. I was trying to finish that wrestling ring I published yesterday. Oh, that looked really good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Was that, yeah, was that, was that wrestling ring? Is that like one item that you can buy, or did you have to build that out of something? You build it, so you get okay. different ring corners. And so okay. you have to, you, you can either buy them and have them all match, but then there's different colors and stuff. So you have to either wait in the shop or do whatever. And so I, and can you actually get into it. the ring? Yeah, you can roll through it. You can't stand up in it. It's like a bed. Oh, okay. So you can get into That's it really and then you cool. can just roll all the way across and come out the other side. So that kind One of, of stuff. the things I'm really impressed with in the game is like just the, the amazing variety of items and, sure. and how, and the attention to detail in the items. Like I have a little espresso coffee maker, of course. And when I fire that thing up, like it's it sounds exactly like the real thing. Like just there's so much, <laughs> so much detail in the game. I have a little routine every morning now where I wake up, I I go downstairs to my bathroom. Yeah. I do. I I have my my morning ablutions. I do my poops. Yeah. Wash my hands. Uh -huh. Get changed. Go to the kitchen. Uh, fire up the mixer. Get my banana smoothie. Make a coffee. It's I, I it's so lame, but I don't. It's like become it's legitimately become like part of my morning routine. Is it's going and doing oh yeah all the, the 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 you know a few basic things in Animal Crossing for sure. I definitely getting in there and checking the shop every day, getting your Nook Miles doing that. Check thing. the shop, the get the miles, check out the of latest course. KK Slider album drop. Yep, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about Animal Crossing, of course, in this episode, but there's other things to talk about. Like, do we have the Xbox Series X logo? Is PAX West really happening? And is it too soon to reopen GameStops? We'll talk about all of this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, and squad up requests. Of course, you can also get the show ad-free. You can get 
it with the exclusive post show we do each and every day. You can just go over there and support us at patreon.com slash kind of funny games and have a good time. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can get the show live as we record at twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games rooster teeth and everybody listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you more animal crossing tomorrow night thursday night 7 p.m pacific we're holding the social event of the season it is the grime craft cross kind of funny rave slash concert slash dance party in animal crossing the idea is this uh tomorrow 7 p.m uh pacific time twitch.tv slash kind of funny games uh grimecraft will be hold will be djing in animal crossing he'll be streaming on our channel me and joey will be in his world you will be able to come to his world we will shout out the dodo code for people to come on over he has it set up of course where he's djing for us obviously on twitch so you don't have to worry about interrupting stuff like the music will continue even if we're cycling people in and out uh, we're holding a competition over on my twitter twitter.com slash game over greggy you can go submit your design if it's going to be the official uh grimecraft cross kind of funny uh concert shirt and then we will have it in his able sister shop and also promote that out there but more than anything it's just a chance to come hang out with me joey grimecraft in the chat twitch.tv slash kind of funny games 7 p.m tomorrow after the concert which goes for an hour uh me and grimey are going to just have a little basically we have cool friends chat see what he's been up to talk about his new uh music and everything that's been going on uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo, Al Tribesman, the Predator for some reason, and of course, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Brooklyn and Express VPN, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Uh, for some news. There are. Keep going, Kevin. Keep taking a breath. Keep going. Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Thank you, BKD. Number one, and this is a visual one. Sorry, audio people. But you'll have to, you know, we'll, we'll describe it the best we can. Is this. The Xbox Series X logo. I'm going to read from IGN.com where Joe Scrabble's a made-up pen name writes this. Microsoft has trademarked what seems to be the logo for the Xbox Series X. Filed on April 16th, the treatment follows a similar style to the Xbox One X and S, and S logos. The X, in particular, differs from the title treatments we've seen for the upcoming console previously. Whether this is Microsoft getting its legal ducks in a row or a sign that it's about to reveal more about the console is unknown. What we do know is that Microsoft wants to be able to print this logo on a lot of things. The trademark listing includes not just game consoles, but bags, jewelry, posters, trading cards, and er, fire extinguishing apparatus. Uh, some have been quick to point out that the trademark for the Series X by itself, rather than the full Xbox Series X, leaves open the possibility that we'll see multiple versions of Xbox, necessitating logos to distinguish between them. That's fueled by that's fueled somewhat by rumors that there will be two next gen Xbox consoles, the Series X and a less powerful digital only console, apparently codenamed Lockhart. However, Microsoft has made no similar public filings for any other potential console names in recent weeks. Gary Witta, I want you. Um, so you can see Kevin's pull it up here or whatever. I've got I it. I pulled it up on a separate browser, so I got describe it. for the audio listeners what this is. What? How would you describe this? Uh, the word series in a sans serif font uh, running um, vertically bottom to top and then a large uh, black X with um, uh, it looks like kind of like a piece cut out of it in in white. Very, very straightforward, very stark. I'm looking at it now and, and like my at first at first first. Um, glance i was kind of looking for like some piece of like design cleverness that's not actually i don't think it's actually there like you know how like the fedex logo is kind of doing two things yep. at once and yep, yep, yep. some logos have like a clever little piece of you know design built into it that you only notice when you look at it a certain you way wanna, thought, you want to like cross your eyes and see phil Spencer yeah it's like oh yeah like yeah i thought uh, yeah i thought it was going to be that but i don't think it is it's just it, I, I don't know it's, it's all right you know who cares yeah, that's the thing is I don't think it's impressive. And I also don't think it'll be the main logo they lead with. It seems so basic, just series. I mean, do you think this is what will be actually like on the box? Like on, exactly. the, on, the, on the console? 
styling. Iman in DC wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of the show and said this. What are your immediate thoughts? We're kind of giving to him now, but at the onset, I was not particularly a huge fan. But as I've begun to think about it, I believe this has become clear that this logo will primarily serve to distinguish Series X compatibility from the all but confirmed Series S on the box art for future Xbox games. Pel- Pelicho Man, a reset era user, has created a great mock up that embodies this structure. Kevin, can you throw that up for a few people? When viewed in this context, I find the logo design far more tolerable. Gary, describe what we're seeing now for everybody who's an audio listener driving their bus full of nuns. Looks like an Xbox game box, which, mm-hmm. you know, again, the concept of a physical box is going to be probably going to be completely um, uh, antiquated by the, by the, by the end by of the this end generation. Of the generation. But for right now, people are still buying games in boxes, typical Xbox logo on the left. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like the kind of the sub logos on the right, like this, you know, telling you like what platforms of Xbox exactly. this is compatible with. Because now so- I guess we're entering this into this area now where Xbox is going to be multiple mm-hmm. platforms at mm-hmm. once. Right, yep. Xbox One, Xbox Series X, whatever, what, whatever Series S is. What the hell? I don't even know what the hell that is. We're gonna get to that in a second, just in okay. case. Basically, it's this rumor of the fact that we've. It's the old rumor of them there being two SKUs, one being digital only, and now there being new evidence. It seems and new rumor, rumors pointing towards this S thing. But okay. yes, to your point that there's been this conversation of well, if Xbox and as they keep talking about, there's going to be a platform, the Xbox platform, right? And you'll be able to play your stuff in your Xbox One and then get it enhanced on your Xbox Series X, all that jazz. How do you make that clear on the store shelf for somebody? And so this box art that Amon sent in, right, that is a mock-up 100%, makes sense. Because if you look on the spine, right, it's got the green it's got the green behind the Xbox logo we all know and love. It has Forza Horizon 5 written there, and that's it. And then when you flip it over at the top banner, it has the, the very simplified logo for S, the very simplified logo that's been trademarked we're talking about right now for X. And I think that that makes the most sense that this isn't here to – replace the xbox logo this isn't the branding that'll be all over the machine or all over your controller this is something meant for how are we going to use it to our advantage and so back to amon who wrote in it is it is clean clear in message and not too distracting so as to take away from the focus on xbox the last point is particularly important as microsoft is clearly attempting to move away from emphasizing specific consoles and towards empowering an entire platform slash ecosystem i still don't think it's perfect but I think it accomplishes the job it needs to. And I think with that context, Iman, it makes a lot of sense. I do think that. And I think that when we were first looking at it and I saw this pop up this morning, people like the logo's revealed. And you look at this very, not not bland, but very in-your-face, matter-of-fact, here it is, Series X. There's no style to this, Gary. It is simple. And when you start thinking of what you would need on a box art that's already crazy, what you would need on a store page where you're not trying to distract from the other information from the game itself, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, I like it when logos are simple. You know, I I, I just pulled up the um, the imagery that uh, Microsoft has released so far for the Series X of the actual console, and yeah. the, and what's on the front is still that is is the jewel, the circular jewel that has been you know kind Xbox. of the Xbox that icon. Is Xbox. From, when I think of the I mean, Xbox logo, that's what I think of. Yeah, I mean, pretty much since the 360, I think that's been the logo. You know, the original Xbox, you know, had that kind of fatter, greener version of it, but you know, yeah. for for a while now, that jewel has been kind of the Xbox brand logo. So this so would be here. this would be kind of a sub logo for that specific piece of hardware. Exactly, it's just you it's, might it's, see that on the back, feature. like with the FCC stuff and things exactly. like that. Yeah, like, totally. Where you flip it and it shows what kind of things it is, and you know, hard drive. I don't, I don't know it. if they released anything with this logo, but like this is one of those stories that always really annoys me when like a new company or you know like like a, like a, ma- a major major company like Facebook or like BP or something like that unveils a new logo. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we worked with like the best brand oh, consultants no, no, no. in on Madison Avenue. And we think this, this, you know, this logo embodies, you know, synergy and empathy. And it's just, a, it, and it's just a fucking circle that they pay $2 million. For. <laughs> like, you, you, guys got, you guys got suckered. Um, it's a simple logo. It is what it is. If, if that, if that is the, the branding, it's fine. It's just yeah, like, it's always again, important to point out that this is just a trademark. This isn't an announcement. Xbox hasn't right. said anything. This is just a trademark that's making its way around. However, Gary, one thing that you said you hadn't even, or you haven't heard this new stuff about Lockhart, right? I wanted to bring that into the discussion. Sure. Yesterday, uh, Windows Central, who obviously has their ear to the ground and all things Xbox and all things Microsoft had put up this Xbox rumor roundup, Xbox series X, Xbox series X lock, 
Xbox Series S. Sorry, that's something I keep screwing it up. Not XS as in Superman. Lockhart, uh, new Xbox headset, May event, and more. Uh, subhead being, uh, there are a lot of rumors swirling about the upcoming Xbox reveals. Here's what we know on our end. This is written by Jez Corden, right? So Jez's article goes through and breaks everything up. And some of it is enhancing things we've heard before. Obviously, since the first rumors of Xbox having a sequel to the Xbox one or whatever you want to call it, the next, a new console. There's been the rumors of, you know, the Anaconda. There's been rumors of an all streaming thing. This is what they have right here. Xbox series S AKA Xbox Lockhart. Uh, as per some of our early information on Xbox Lockhart and the Xbox series X, we're expecting Lockhart to be the four TF. What does that mean? Teraflop, uh, the four t- teraflop, right? Teraflop entry point to next gen gaming. And it should effectively replace the Xbox One X. Uh, this system is designed to be affordable, but will offer aspects of a next-gen experience currently unavailable to past-gen consoles, presumably in the form of NVMe loading speeds and perhaps some limited ray tracing. We have no idea about the capabilities of Lockhart outside that magical 4TF GPU number, uh, which came alongside more of our detailed Xbox Series X info that turned out to be accurate. So again, they're reaching back to their rumors that they had a long time ago before Xbox Series X was a full-blown realist thing here. Recently, we heard Lockhart is entering the take-home stages for Xbox employees to get their hands on the system and begin providing feedback and testing. The timing would indicate to me that rumors of upcoming showcases in early May are likely accurate. This is coupled with rumors from our senior editor, Zach Bowden, uh, that Microsoft is gearing up to showcase new Surface hardware in May as well. Then they have in this br- another breakout here. Now we're moving away from the Lockhart stuff, but more just to give you a roundup of what Windows Central's roundup is. Uh, a new wireless headset. They're talking about in addition to Lockhart potentially moving out of the lab and into the homes of eternal Microsoft testers, we've heard Team Xbox is building a replacement for its 2014 Xbox stere- uh, stereo headset. If sourcing on this is accurate, this new headset will be fully wireless, compatible with Xbox, PC, and mobile devices, presumably via separate Bluetooth and Xbox wireless signals. And then they have a separate section of what what about Xboxes? Oh, sorry, what about Microsoft's Xbox events in this spring? Whether Lockhart will break cover in May is unknown, but based on its imminent take-home status and the oddly coincidental parentheses and wholly separate source timing of the surface rumors suggests an early May reveal could be on the money. With E3 2020 canceled, Microsoft perhaps has a bit more leeway in terms of what it can do in regards to marketing uh, and its upcoming events, spreading them across a wider range of dates. A couple of Xbox YouTubers with good track records for accurate information have suggested a May event as well to coincide with the potential or previously announced digital showcases Microsoft mentioned would replace E3 show, the E3 showing in June. So there you go. Gary Witta, that's your uh, up to speed on everything that's been happening. And so then, yeah, you, that, I think when you take that, talking about when you talk about Lockhart, when you talk about Xbox Series S versus Xbox Series X, I think the logo actually makes more sense in, in back, you know, regards to the art that Eamon in DC had sent our way. So we're just trying to figure out what the future over the next year or so of the entire Xbox brand looks like. They're going to launch Series X, we know that. Sounds like they're also going to launch Series S, which will be a more affordable, less powerful version that yeah. I guess replaces the old One X. It's you know for for people like us that 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 that, that track this stuff every day, I think it's going to be fine. For a lot of people, I think there's the potential for confusion because you've already got the Xbox One S, the Xbox One X. That's now going to be replaced by the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. Like for poor grandma. Going to the store this 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 Christmas. Let's hope she's going to be able to go to the store by Christmas. Exactly. Um, but when she's looking for like that 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 gift for little Johnny, um, you know, is there going to be confusion uh, in the marketplace? It sounds like Microsoft's going to have some educating to do. Like, so I, I understand that X, the Series X and the Series S will be the new offerings this uh, this holiday. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and they're talking about how the Series S would replace the old One X. Is the is the original is the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X going to stick around, or are they going to go away? Like, do you think Microsoft will will maybe re- repackage, like, do an Xbox One S Slim or something, and, and have that be the new super duper entry level? Or like, oh, what, I don't what, think what's going to hold. When you say, will they go away? Are going to look like? 
when you say will they go away, I don't think they're going to go away. I think they're slowly phased out. And but I will think they, the, that's the question. Will Will Microsoft continue to sell them in any form, yes. or will they just discontinue them? They will continue to sell them. They will continue to sell them cheaper. You know what I mean than what they're selling uh, either one of these Series S's or Series X's for. And I think that just makes sense in terms of what you already have in terms of. Um, in your warehouses uh, in production, uh, giving somebody an entry point to get there. I just think that the commercials moved to being just talking about Xbox. And then at the end, it's the two consoles side by side, you know what I mean? Tall one, short one, whatever they all look like. I feel like, and again, it's all very confusing, but if the series S is meant to replace the one X, then maybe they get rid of the one X and take the existing Xbox one S redesign that do it in like a slim package take the disc maybe they do take the disc drive away which they're already halfway towards doing with the with the sad edition um, yeah, i was gonna say there already is an and, xbox one but, then, but, <laughs> the, no the, but, but like drop it down to some crazy price like maybe they can do it for like 149 well, or remember that was the super the duper entry level early rumor rumor we were all running with was that this generation Xbox was going to say, here is a sexy, huge, crazy console, and here is a box that can stream Game Pass and can stream xCloud right. and you know, right. cost $99. And you know you get the X- X- Xbox experience, but you're not nowhere near the best Xbox. Experience. But don't you think there is the potential for, for confusion, though? 1S, 1X, Series S, Series X? Like, yes, it's all- no, I think because we're talking again about a console launch where I think when you get down to grandma not being able to separate them at the store, I think that's a different ball of wax and that's not for the most part gen one right that's down the line as the consoles have become more and more ubiquitous with everyday life and it is the only option i think you're not worried about little seven-year-old johnny getting the craziest xbox and if you are i think he knows enough to i remember with my christmas list being very specific about the things i wanted right yeah but grandma can still fuck it up greg you know that well that's the thing is i mean you're talking but yeah grandma's more likely i think to buy the game than the console and there she can't fuck it up that's and she true, walks in they're going to work across johnny wants that. cyberpunk and there's one fucking version of cyberpunk no, and, that's, it'll that, get that, and that definitely helps this is one area where sony historically has had an advantage like we i guarantee you greg now i, I like the place like, like the next place the playstation 5 is coming i can already tell you what the one after that's going to be called like it's <laughs> it's like their, their branding is very straightforward we now you say that knows. but if playstation if playstation 5 flopped i bet they could change they think about changing the name if it yeah, didn't have the, the story they wanted it to have I know, but ever since Microsoft felt like they couldn't just call it the Xbox 2 because they didn't want to feel like they were a generation behind PlayStation 3, and they had to come up with this kind of cockamamie scheme, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, uh, Xbox uh, One S, Xbox One X, Xbox Sad, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X. We're not confused by it because this is what we do all all day. We think about this stupid shit. But I think a lot of people, there is the potential for some confusion. We'll see. I mean, yes, there's the potential. People are stupid, obviously. The amount of people who didn't understand how great the Vita was and they let it die because they do. You think it's? Do you think it's a smart move? So again, this is another this is another um, area where Microsoft and Sony are very very much divergent in their strategies for the next generation sony's putting everything on playstation 5 there's no indication there's going to be a playstation four and a half or anything you know like any kind of they're just going all in on the high-end skew microsoft seems like they're hedging their bets a little bit high-end but also a lower end more an entry-level model two two different strategies yeah um i think it speaks to everybody's place in this the race right now in what the arguments are i think playstation is very much looking at it as well if you want a cheaper playstation 5 buy a playstation 4 like why you know what i mean like that's gonna do your thing and be fine and i think or a pro well yeah yeah, i'm sorry i consider play whatever yes anything from the playstation 4 lineup buy that if that's what you want right it's backwards compatible there's hundreds of amazing games on it if you're looking for the value proposition on it that's where you should go mean otherwise in so many of you are already with us right 107 million or whatever come with us and join us on playstation 5 when you're ready when you want to when you want the next big thing remember xbox is in a different case where xbox is still trying to prove to people they deserve to be underneath their tv that they they have earned the right to be the place you play all your third-party games on that they have exclusives you care about and so i think a lot of people will look at the xbox series x and say Man, I never, I never played my Xbox One that much. I never, uh, never really got pushed over into buying an Xbox One. Why would I spend however many hundreds of dollars on the Xbox Series X when I'm not even sure if I'm going to use it? Whereas if they have a cheaper Xbox One S model, where it's like, oh man, maybe I'll pick, I'll pick this up and play Halo Infinite and see what it's like, and maybe. But now there's going to be this even 
there's then by that argument, of course, there are the people who are like, well, why don't I just buy a refurbished Xbox One or yeah, Xbox One period and use it to play Halo and try it there? Like that's all of this is part of Microsoft's plan to just get you to fucking try it. Yeah. Just fucking try it. See if you and it, whether you buy an Xbox One, an Xbox One X, an Xbox Series S, just get in here and try these games. They just want try you into the it. Like try Game Pass and totally, you know, totally. Yeah. Um, this is another. It strikes me, Greg, that this is another way in which uh, console gaming is becoming a bit more like PC gaming, and perhaps not in a in a good way. It's never going to be as complicated as PC gaming, where like no Nothing no is. two PCs are the same. Really, like my yeah. PCs. You know, not the same as yours. You know, it, it, you, uh, this one was was self, not self built. I had a friend do it for me, but the point is, it was built here in my house, and the parts were were picked separately, uh, individually. And this is a very discreet build. It's specific to my PC. So there's a million different kinds of PCs out there. Many, many more than that. Multiple millions of different types of configuration, infinite variety, and infinite combinations. So now the console game, the, the consoles, yeah. Right, and the console market's never going to get that complicated, but it's becoming more. It used to be there was one console and that was it. Now it's like, well, but there's a there's a PlayStation Four, but there's also a Pro, uh, there's an Xbox S and an X, and you know the games are going to run differently based on the different SKUs. Game developers now are going to have to think about how their games run across a variety of platforms. Mm-hmm. Like if you're developing a game for the Xbox platform right now, you got to think about it running on Xbox S, Xbox. Uh, X series. But are we overthinking that? Because isn't that the same way with PC of max settings versus base settings and potato mode versus yeah? But the, but, but the point, but the point is that's not brilliant. I I don't think developers love having to build their games sure. in in a scalable way. Like they would much rather they would much rather build their game and optimize their game to one locked hardware configuration. And that's and that's what console developers done have done forever. Now in again, same- it's never going to be as complicated as PC. But now they're going to be developing you know an X ex- developing a game for Xbox is going to involve developing for like numerous different hardware configurations now in the same breath you were talking about you know grandma being confused about the number of xboxes out there are we not giving her enough credit or general public enough credit because there's like a bajillion iphones right like you know what i mean like yeah and and you've and you've seen the videos that come up every christmas with like whiny entitled kids going wow you got me the wrong iphone this is this this shit happens yeah I hate yeah. you. I want to nice die. I wish you were dead. You got me the gold iPhone, not the rose gold iPhone. Fuck no. you, Grandma. I wish you were dead. I said it. Like, but yeah, I, I love those. It. Always a highlight of my Christmas watching those videos. <laughs> 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 Gary, number two on the Roper Report. I'm sure you're gonna have something about to say about this. Pax Pax West is happening. Uh, this is a statement from Pax over on their website. Uh, hey there. Hope you're staying safe and healthy in these uncertain times. We tend to be pretty quiet this time of year, but since we've had some questions from fans and exhibitors, we wanted to let everyone know that as of this moment, we're still planning on putting up, putting together a great PAX West this coming Labor Day weekend, September 4th through the 7th for you. And we will be updating our website with more information on badges and hotel registration in the months to come or the coming months. Our first priority is always your safety, and that extends to issues of public health. As the year progresses, we will continue to monitor the situation and work with health officials at all levels of government and intend to follow all CDC and WHO guidelines. Uh, at, do you say WHO or you say WHO? WHO. Right? You say WHO? WHO yeah. guidelines as they are released. That said, uh, actions, because when I say WHO, I think of blathers and I get real excited. Uh, that said, Actions already taken by our convention center and local government have to, have left us optimistic, uh, and we continue working with them to make sure we take the correct steps throughout the summer. We look forward to welcoming you home, as we always have. But until then, may you give Tom Nook a run for his money, and may Sephiroth stand defeated in your wake. Gary, is PAX West happening? I hope so. Yeah. But I'll believe it when I see it. Right, 100%. Um, look, we all want to get back to normal. We all, we all want to get back to standing in line for 45 minutes for an $8 hot dog that just came out of a microwave. We, you know, like we, all, we all want our lives back. Um, and I would love to think that by September, we'll, we'll, we'll be back to something like normal. Now, again, the, they talked about getting back to normal and how that needs to be done in stages. Mass, mass gatherings like conventions and rock concerts and sporting events that's going to be the last stuff to come back because that's the most dangerous in terms of cramming a bunch of people into a confined area. Of Let's course. not forget Washington uh, was was one of the biggest hotspots, uh, Washington State. So uh, I just was watching the news this morning and there's concern out of the CDC that there could be a second wave, uh, especially if some of these idiotic states that are opening up already uh, could set us back. 
Um, and another major concern is it's going to con- coincide with flu season. Flu season starts mm-hmm. around September, and there's going to be a big issue because a lot of people are going to get the flu and worry that they might have coronavirus. And there's no way to know unless you get a test, and the testing is a mess right now. So I think it's optimistic. I, th- I think it's the right thing to do to be optimistic and to continue to plan, and they should continue to plan that they're going to do it. Because if they don't plan, they can't do it, right? Like right. they need to, if they get the go ahead, they need to be ready to go ahead. Um, so they should continue to work on it. PAX is my favorite show. Um, PAX West last year, it was the year of Space Rocks. I gave the keynote uh, address uh, at PAX West last year. It was a real highlight of the year for me. I love PAX and I really, really want to go again this year. I've got big plans for Space Rocks at PAX this year. Okay. Um, so I really want to go. But again, public health and public safety has to come first. Let me and, change the question for a second then. Yeah. Because you really want to go. Let's say September 4th rolls around and PAX is up and running. Would you go? Would, I, I, would, 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 it would depend on the broader context of what's happening in the world. Yeah. Um, if, if, I, if, if I'm looking at what I see and I feel confident based on what the experts are saying that it's safe to go, then I would go. But mm. if there was any concern, no, I'm not going to take my whole family up there. What, are you kidding me? Getting on a plane, flying in state to state, and then cramming into you know a convention center with like a, a hundred thousand other people. Sure. I, 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 I would, I would, we would, I, I would need to feel like pretty definitive that this thing was, um, you know, behind us. And that's and, my big thing. And it's not, is that it's just I just no don't see know. by September, even if it is safe to travel and go to the movie theaters and everything else. Like I just don't see the broad the broader public being like, yeah, and now I want to go hang out with 83,000. If you want, if you want me to make a prediction, I'll make a prediction. I'll, I'll, I do I'll, want I'll, make pre- prediction. I'll preface it the way that I just said it. I think it's right for them to continue. I think it's right for them to be, to, to, to opt, to be optimistic and continue to plan for it because they need to do that. If they mm-hmm. don't plan for it. It doesn't matter if coronavirus goes away. If they're not ready, they're not ready. So they need to keep operating as though the, 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 you know, the best case scenario is going to happen. And if it doesn't, then they shut down. And if, if it does, they're ready to go. Um, I hope it happens. Um, but the believe it when I see it part is what leads into the prediction. If you, if I had to put a gun to my head right now. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think we're going to be there by September based on what I'm seeing, you know, every day, the situation's not getting, the situation's not getting that much better. You yeah. know, the, our leadership is a catastrophe. We're led by clowns. You know, we have, we have more Corona. We are, our, our curve is the worst in anywhere in the world, worst anywhere in the world. We have more cases than anywhere else in the world. But, you know, per capita, our, our testing uh, and our, our ability to deal with this is a joke. Uh, so by September, I don't, you know, there, there are real fears about a second wave. I want to be optimistic. I really desperately hope that that we're be, that, that we're through this for all kinds of reasons. But you know, just purely just talking about PAX, I really want to go to PAX this year. Uh, but the only way it's going to happen, the, the only way that PAX can responsibly do it is if there's no doubt. They they can't proceed. If and unless the CDC and the WHO and people and, and and the state of Washington, the governor and people are responsible for health in that state, and again all across the country, because don't forget people come from all across the world. A, a convention is like the worst possible vector for a virus, right? Or the best possible vector from the virus's point of view. People come from all over the country, all over the world, get into close proximity. You know, PAX already had a reputation, you know, for PAX parks and people get sick because of yep, all the close proximity. Um, and now you're dealing with a much more serious version of that. Um, I think you know, like the, in the UK right now, the Premier League, which is our you know our, our big soccer league, is basically deferring to the NHS and the government, saying we we will only we want to finish our season and we'll play those games behind closed doors, but we'll only do that once the National Health Service signs off on our plans and tells us it's okay to do so. And yeah. they and they're doing that a because they know it's a responsible thing to do, but also because they know it would be a public relations disaster for them to go ahead against the advice of the NHS. So I think that PAX and and anyone that planning to put on a spawning event or a rock concert or convention or any kind of mass gathering needs to defer to uh, the public health experts, and yeah. that's and that's out of their hands. They're doing the right thing and going ahead in, in, just in case they get good luck and coronavirus goes away. But I don't know what your prediction is, Greg. But again, right now today, I would say no. I don't think it's. I don't think the situation is going to be going to be healthy enough by then. I mean, my prediction is no. I don't think it happens. And I think that even if it did happen, I would be. Shh, I it, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to go because I want to be as we're talking. And granted, we're talking about this in the middle. You know, the end of April, right? The end of uh, a full or more than a month now of sheltering in place. So you know, we're in a different mindset than maybe right. we'd be at the end of August into September. But the idea of 
to you, you know, you brought up this, the point of how different states are handling and how that's fucking things up. And it's like, I don't, why would I want to trust that whoever's coming to this convention to do this thing is from a state that didn't do it in a weird way, let alone somewhere else in the world. PAX is an international convention. Uh, Rami Ismail from Vlambeer tweeted, you know, that if this did actually happen, which I don't think it will talking about PAX, he's like, I, we want to go, we want to go to this. Like everything's, everything's going to still be fucked up The you know, air travel in the world and everything else. Like, why would you do that? And so then it's like, if they powered through this and and I am, and I'm aware too, of like, obviously we've talked about this before where like when GDC got canceled or postponed, like postponing, that's a weird thing. And it was like, well, it's probably for insurance. If you say canceled, it's a different thing. You know, there's all this legal mumbo jumbo. So that's probably why one of the reasons they're very much like, we're still planning on doing it when hopefully, behind, or maybe behind closed doors, they're like, there's no chance it's actually happening. But it's even if it did happen, like what would that look like? What would attendance be like? Let, let's remove attendance from the equation. What would the show for look like? What would panels look like? You know, what I mean, like remember that before everything was full blown. Hey, this we got to worry about this shit, right? PlayStation pulled out of PAX East, just being like, we can't put people at risk. I don't even if it was that, you know, Washington. They're totally down. PAX says they've got it covered. You know, CDC is saying like, we can't stop you. But, you know, if you take these certain precautions, I think I still think these companies would be like, no, we're not sending our people in there. They're gun shy. They're we're worried about them getting sick and ruining a whole bunch of other stuff. Like there's so many moving parts to this that I just don't see it happening. But uh, and again, neither of us are experts, but common sense tells you that. An and, and again, this and this is what the, the again, I'm not an expert. I just listen to them and yeah. I and I pay attention to them. Defer um, to them. And I yeah, and I defer to their expertise. They went to school for this. I didn't. Um, if you think about it, a convention is really the last thing that is going to get phased back in. It's potentially more dangerous than a rock concert, more dangerous than a soccer match. A soccer match, fifty thousand people crowd into a stadium for a, for a, for two or three hours. Uh, same with a, and they and they generally come from the local area. In a rock concert, people come from the local area and they're crammed crammed into a into a right. into a venue for a few hours. At a convention, people come from all over the world and they're cr and they're crammed into close proximity for days on end. And so I would feel like that's the last thing you would feel comfortable bringing back online. Uh, it's, by September, five, I mean, it's five months from now. It sounds like a long time. Yep. But, you know, again, I listen to Fauci. I listen to the people that step up there every day and the people that know what they're talking about. Again, flu season. There's a real concern about a second wave yep. coinciding with flu season, which could be really bad. I think there is an issue with certain states opening up too early that are potentially going to set us back and we're going to lose some of the gains that we've made. Um, well, we're about to get into that too a little bit. But what I want to bring up is this is something I know I did a while ago on this show when we were talking about this no live events till 2021. Remember, it was Zeke Emanuel, a bioethicist. Eth bioethicist. Thank you very much. And director of the Healthcare uh, Transformation Institute at the University of Pennsylvania, right? Restarting the economy has to be done in stages. Uh, I mean, it does have to start with more physical distancing uh, at a work site that allows people who are at lower risk to come back. Larger gatherings, conf conferences, concerts, sporting events. When people say they're going to reschedule this conference or graduation event for October 2020, I have no idea how they think that's a plausible possibility. I think those things will be the last to return, he said. Realistically, we're talking fall 2021 at the earliest. Now, granted, one expert, but again, an expert, which makes me sit there and go, I don't know if PAX is happening. We'll see. But well, good news, we'll, we'll Gary. See, but pin, pin this tweet. Clip this moment. I'm, I'm, I'm. Again, I'd love to be proven wrong because I desperately want to go to PAX. And I want to wake up again, tomorrow. I think it's all right over. for them to be optimistic, but I think it's overly optimistic. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. We have one ray of sunshine here. Number three on the Roper Report: GameStop will reopen some stores. Uh, this is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. After COVID nineteen prompted the closure of numerous GameStop locations around the world, the retailer today has announced its first steps to reopen those stores. Quote: The company has begun the process of reopening stores in Italy, Germany, Austria, and the states of South Carolina and Georgia, and is preparing for the potential to reopen in other operating countries and states in the coming weeks. GameStop said in a news release today. GameStop stores in the U.S. have been closed to customers since March 21st. One-third of the store locations in the U.S. have been shuttered entirely, while two-thirds have been taking orders through the store's website and allowing customers to curbside pickup. Uh, the company said the curbside option has allowed the company to meet more than 90% of the sales volume it had expected from those locations before the pandemic hit. 
Despite that, GameStop's comparable uh, store sales for the nine-week period ended April 4 were down roughly 23% year over year. At the point of March 21st, match, at the point of the March 21st mass closures across the U.S., comparable store sales had been up roughly 3%. Beyond the store's reopening, uh, GameStop also detailed some additional steps it was taking. Uh, the company's CEO, George Sherman, and its board of directors are taking a temporary 50% pay cut, uh, a cut to the base salary in Sherman's case, and cash compensation for the directors. Uh, while the rest of the ex executive leadership team takes a temporary 30% hit to the base salary. The cuts don't stop at the top, as, quote, certain other employees across the company will see their pay drop between 10% and 30%. Additionally, some of the company's corporate support staff are having to choose between being furloughed or working a shorter work week with reduced pay. Gary. I'm, the so that was, a, so that was a bright spot? Yeah, well, I was joking. I, you know, GameStop <laughs> always stepping on the rake in their front yard. It's, as usual, one of those things of, what does it exactly mean? The company's reopening stores in Italy, Germany, Austria, and states of South Carolina and Georgia. That's a broad brush. Does it mean they're full-blown reopening? Does it mean that maybe those stores are part of the one-third of store locations that were shuttered entirely? Now they're coming back as curbside pickups. I mean, look, we 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 saw in the run-up to all of this that Game GameStop was desperate to keep its doors open, uh, regardless of of any uh, health concerns for their customers or their employees, and they rightly got a lot of shit for that. And it was only in the force in the face of of immense public backlash and eventual government intervention did they finally shut their doors. They had to be forced to do it. That wasn't their choice. They, they would still be open today if it was up to them. Um, and and for, fortunately, that decision got taken away from them. You know, Georgia, South Carolina, again, we talked about this. You, you, you touched on it. Um, it's no surprise that it's happening in the states that many feel are, are opening uh, prematurely. Um, you're not going to see a GameStop in California open anytime soon because we're too fucking smart for that out here. But, you know, down in Georgia, where they've got a fucking moron for a governor uh, who, whose only interest is, is bootlicking um the president uh regardless of how many people might might suffer and die as a result of that decision don't forget this is the same guy that said we only found out that you could that the coronavirus can transmit asymptomatically a couple of days ago really I didn't know that where the fuck have you been yeah. like you're you're, you're 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 either lying in which case you should be recalled or you're grossly negligent in which case you should be recalled but he's still there today saying oh yeah it's okay for gyms and nail salons and massage parlors um and hairdressers to reopen um and, and and GameStop's going to be, you know, Game, GameStop is, is as inessential as any of those places. And so I guess it'll open up right, right along, uh, right along uh, side them. And so I, I, I personally think it's a mistake. Um, uh, but uh, what can you do? Some, you know, we live, we live in a, we live in a, um, uh, in a federal republic where each state gets to make its own decisions. Some states are run by idiots who make dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I just hope the general public in those states are smart enough to stay home and continue to either order their games via mail order or buy them digitally and stay the hell out of, of um, Petri dish stores. Where they might malls, get sick. Yeah. 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 In brighter news for real. Uh, number four, are we about to get more of far cry threes, evil villain Voss? Uh, this is Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Again, a made-up name, and I don't know how many times he can be mentioned on one show. Uh, Michael Ma Mando, the actor behind iconic Far Cry 3 villain Voss, has hinted towards him playing the role again. In a Reddit AMA, the Better Call Saul and orphan black actor was asked if he was still recognized as Voss. His reply seemed to imply that he'll be recognized more in the future. Quote, thank you so much. Voss is my spirit animal. Uh, having co-created that character is something that will always be dear to me. I still get recognized as Voss, and I feel uh, the outpouring of love for that character makes me very happy. Who knows? Dot, dot, dot. Maybe I will reprise the role very soon? Question mark. Smiley emoji with his tongue out. Thank you for watching. XO. Uh, Joe Scrabble's a made-up person that IGN continues. While not a confirmation by any means, the very soon in particular is oddly specific language. If Mando was to reprise the Voss role, uh, it's not clear what form it would take. As recently as last year, Ubisoft was planning a Far Cry TV show, although that was reported to be an animated Blood Dragon spinoff. If this was a game-focused role, it leaves us with some interesting possibilities. Famously, Voss was killed halfway through the course of Far Cry 3, spoilers, meaning any new role for Mando would likely be in a remake of the game, parentheses, although this feels unlikely given the current gen re-release Far Cry 3 got in 2018, or a prequel. Uh, that said, Far Cry isn't exactly afraid to get weird when it wants to. Undead Voss, anybody? 
Uh, I know Voss is beloved. I thought it was a great performance at the time. It's been forever since then. I didn't read too much into it, especially as Ubisoft is so keen to have everything cross over with everything else. Like even today, we'll talk about some of the division uh, free trial they have coming up. But more importantly, they were talking about if you play that, you get stuff in Rainbow Six Siege. I could see them introducing him as a character or a skin somewhere else like that. That's what I would take away from it, Gary. I don't know if it'll be a full-blown game. I never really got super into the Far Cry games. What? I think the first, which, what was the first one that was like fully open world? Because that was, the, I think it was the last one that I played and enjoyed. I mean, I, I got into it at three, which was the giant open world, make a shark skin wall. So, yeah, so, I, so I think that but was I the know, one that I, I played as well. Yeah. Since I, I kind of wanted to get into Far Cry, was it five, the one that had the crazy kind of religious, right? You know, Midwest yeah. America yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, that was Far Cry that 5. Was, yeah. That looked interesting to me. But I don't know, Far Cry games, have, and I, and I kind of, I, I kind of, um mess around with far cry primal for a minute but like yeah. i never really got super duper into those games three was amazing three you was my favorite them. yeah well yeah three was my favorite i think and then i liked four a lot with pagan min that was troy baker being the bad guy but far cry 3 was super special at the time and i don't do know we, how it holds up nowadays do we know anything about far cry 6 or what's next no not to my knowledge kind of funny that com slash you're wrong though if i've if i've missed some rumor or whatever from jason but but, no, no, but, but but you can be assured that there'll be one because that's oh what yeah, totally. oh they, they no, franchises. yeah yeah 100 they're right. gonna make more far right. um gary what is your favorite ubisoft franchise oh wow you just like to take the show in places <laughs> i like to put you on the spot greg no no i love it i love it i love having conversations with you you know what i mean usually if blessings here is just a two by four over there if ubisoft fucking... announced that they were gonna basically just shut everything else down and just focus on one franchise well, i want the division you would want the division. I love the division. You that would that. be my choice as well. My mm. wife would my my wife would say Assassin's Creed. See, that's the thing. But the problem with for me, my problem with Assassins is is that they're hit or miss. Where there is there'll be a whole bunch of Assassins I don't care about, and then there will be an Odyssey that I think is just such a fucking amazing game. But and and, and that's you know the thing about the division is they can go to different places, but the uh -huh. division's the division. Like with Assassin's Creed, they have more. You know, each new game can be. Again, the same kind of style, but like you know, the next, the next, the Viking one, I'm sure is going to be radically different yeah. to um, ancient Greece, which was pretty different to uh, ancient Egypt. Like yeah, they feel like they, they can. There's America. more variety. There's there's more bandwidth for them for each for the each new game to not look like the last. But I would still pick the division just because I prefer that style of gameplay. Me too. Yeah, but yeah, I would. I it would suck because I don't think. I don't think the divisions ever been and this is obviously totally apples and oranges because we're talking about an open a shared world shooter versus a single player game i don't think division's ever been as good as assassin's creed odyssey but i think division for me is better than most assassin's creed if that makes sense and i think it does no i mean it's not like odyssey was really the come on the high point of the series don't you think oh my god yeah i mean i loved assassin's creed too you know my wife has like 500 game. hours or something into that game she just just destroyed that you game. married a good one you know what i mean she's got oh, bad yeah, taste no, in no, no, great taste in games origins do you think they'll be do you think they'll do you think there'll be a um speaking of marrying good ones, look at this. I know, right? Coffee delivery. Yeah, youth Hello. tongue. Yeah. You've got it, mate. You got it, mate. Do you do you just wake up in the morning pinching yourself, Greg? You're famous. No, because she makes married me married to a beautiful lady. Got no, you live you live you live in one of the greatest places in the world. You know All I want to do is sit on the couch and play Animal Crossing. Instead, Jen's like, let's go for a 5K. I'm like, God damn it. Do you know what I mean? But then I get over it and I have a good time. Look at the Portillo back there, too. Um, I digress. Gary, I was going to give you some kind of lead-in, and then I was going to talk about the sponsors. So I'm just going to talk about the sponsors. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to be part of the show, get the exclusive post-show, get the show ad-free. And speaking of our ads, Greg Way, let's talk about the sponsors that made this episode possible. We're talking, of course, about Brooklinen. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many times I can tell you to use Brooklinen. I use Brooklinen each and every night. That's right. I sleep on Brooklinen sheets. You know it. Uh, I We got the sponsorship a long, long, long time ago because Brooklinen's always been great to us and been around for a long time. And I went to the website and I mixed and matched the sheets and I was super impressed and I've been back to buy more and I think they're super soft and they're super amazing and they're super easy to use. And now they do even more than just sheets. Of course, uh, Brooklinen is uh, bringing comfort to your home. It's the ultimate form of self-care. You need to do it. Uh, so put comfort first, like with new bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. Uh, Brooklinen, of course, is home to the internet's favorite sheets, but it's also got more than 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. And starting April, April 25th, Brooklyn is having their biggest sale yet, the birthday sale. Get everything from bedding to towels to loungewear and more at savings you wouldn't believe. Brooklyn products help you find comfort in the little things, morning routines, extra soft sheets, plush towels, etc. And couldn't we all use that right now? Also, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, Jen, we're buying new towels. 
April 25th. I'm going to do the sale thing. Uh, like softness, comforts, uh, like like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax. Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home. They're so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The birthday sale kicks off April 25th, and you don't want to miss it. Get the biggest savings of the year on sheets, bedding, towels, loungewear, and the newest Hammond and Linen collections. And if you don't want to wait, you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all the new sheets right now when you use the promo code GAMESONLY at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com with the promo code GAMES. Uh, up next is ExpressVPN. Uh, you all know ExpressVPN. They've been a supporter for a long time as well. We've talked a long time about using ExpressVPN to protect your IP address, protect all your personal information when you're out there surfing the web. But now they're helping you surf the web better from your couch and get better streaming services uh, you can use expressvpn to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries now that so many of us are stuck at home it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch on netflix uh what if you could spend this whole time uh binging doctor who on netflix you, or the uk netflix you can and it's simple with the express vpn you just change your location to the uk refresh netflix and that's it express vpn hides your ip address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located you can choose from almost 100 different countries so just think about all the netflix libraries you can have access to um today on the kind of funny podcast up on youtube.com slash kind of funny we talked a lot about the espn uh, bulls documentary that's happening right the last dance and Nick asked, is it on Netflix? And everybody's like, oh, no, it's not, blah, blah, blah. It turns out in other countries it is. And everyone in the comments is saying, guys, you have an ExpressVPN sponsorship. Use it and you can watch this on Netflix. And I am tempted. Uh, you can also, of course, access Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, and YouTube. You name it, you can get it. Uh, ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices. So phones, media consoles, smart TVs, etc. If you visit this special link right now at expressvpn.com slash games, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash games, games, games. Gary, if Greg, I wanted to know what games were out in the mom and grop shops today, digital only, of course, because of the pandemic, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. You nailed it. Got it. I'm, fully, I'm officially off book. Yeah. Question for you. I, I, the other day, I, I think of it every Wednesday and then I've just never brought it up. You don't have the document in front of you, do you? No. Do you, ever, do you want them? Because like you have the links buried in your email. For no, I like, I, like, I like doing it. Uh, just freeballing. I like just kind of freeballing it like this, yeah. Going Works commando. Uh, out today, the 7.1 update for PUBG is here, and all the intrigue and rollicking fun of the new Vic Endy experience comes with it. Now live on PC servers, uh, players can return to Vic Endy for Season 7 and the Survivor Pass Coldfront Premium Upgrade. Console players can expect uh, update 7.1 to hit live servers next week on April 28th, the day after my birthday. Brutal Rage is on Xbox One. Help Will Come Tomorrow is on Xbox One. Ita is on Switch and PC. Tan Tanny Nanny is on Switch. Guard Duty is on Xbox One. Memory Player is on PC and Mac. Damn Dolls is on PC and Mac. 12 Labors of Hercule X Greed for Speed is on PC and Mac. Color Crush is on PC. Tune the Tone is on PC. Birth Me Code is on PC. And Obey Me is now available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. New dates for you. Spirit of the North is on Switch and PC May 7th. And then Incoming is a... Oh, that's not right. Sorry, that's I just copied the Nintendo tweet. A special demo event for Splatoon 2 is on the way. You'll be able to play Turf War, Ranked Battle, Salmon Run, and more beginning April 29th at 11 p.m. Pacific through May 6th. So if you need to demo Splatoon 2, that's your shot, everybody. Deals of the day for you. One, we have two ones that are very close and near and dear to my heart. Number one for deal of the day, you can now play the Division Two base game for free for eight hours by downloading the free trial. Uh, start your journey in Washington D.C. Play up to level eight, and yeah, you know, okay, and keep uh, your progression if you purchase the game, which is a great deal. I want them to add double XP now for season pass. Uh, and then Gary, this is for you and me, of course. Okay, there's free Animal game. Crossing stuff out there, everybody. This there is, is. I'm reading the Tell instructions me. from Kevin at Gamespot, not Kevin from Kind of Funny. Nintendo is offering a few special freebies for Animal Crossing New Horizons. In addition to the Pocket Camp crossover items you can receive through the series mobile spinoff, which we already know, Switch Online members can nab an exclusive Nook Inc. silk rug from the Switch eShop. To claim the freebie, go into the eShop and select Ooh. Nintendo Switch Online from the left sidebar. After doing that, you'll see the Nook Inc. silk rug listed under special offers. 
Ooh. Download the item and you'll be able to purchase it in game with Nook Miles via the Nook Stop uh, terminal. Ooh, in your I got to do dope. that. It's the first thing I'm doing when I'm done with this dumb yeah, show. Yeah, seriously. Got to get in there. Because I'm Kevin, it's one of those things. I don't know if I'll use it, but I want it. Do you know what the pocket camp items are? Because I used to play, I haven't played pocket camp in forever, but I'm wondering if I should fire it up to see oh, what dude, I might be able to get. Oh, it's so simple. It's one, it's like two things you do. You go in, you do this thing, you redeem it in game, and then you you get a code that you redeem on the eShop. Okay. But, but yeah, but it's um it's slot machines, that. it's a it's a campsite sign that I put next to my campsite in Animal Crossing that looks really cool. Um there's the little mini motorhomes and stuff. I do, it's still on my phone. I should do that later. Bruh, come on now. You got to get in Silk there. Silk right? rug. So you just go to the eShop. All right, I'm going to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's get one reader mail in here. We're going to start with the nanobiologist. Of course, you know him and love him from kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, Nano writes in with this question, though. Happy Widow Wednesday, Greg and Gary. Microsoft has announced the install size for the PC version of Microsoft Flight Simulator is 150 gigabytes, which is a colossal amount given that it is it will already be taking up a well that it will already be requiring at minimum uh, five megabits per second internet access to access the Azure servers to make the game as beautiful as it has looked so far. So my question is this. Could Microsoft Flight Simulator, a game that's usually used as a technical test, be paving the way as the first inkling what mid to late generation next generation game what mid to late generation games next generations could also be like what i mean is in today's age usually downloading a game is enough but could this be could this not be the case anymore will we also need a very fast steady internet just to play our games in the future to experience them at their fullest as they start to move more and more into cloud computing and gaming is this the future gary of having maybe maybe um, you know, I, I like to think that the two things will scale up together that as the install sizes of games grow. So does the capacity available. I, I honestly think that the PlayStation 5 and the Series X should be launching with two terabyte drives. They won't, mm -hmm. but they should. Well, they're um, trying to keep the price as low as they can, right? I, 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 I get it, but it'd be nice to have the option for a, for a, at least you know a, a high-end SKU. Or, you know, I, I know they're making it easier to plug in the external drives, and that's nice too. I need to I, I need to look at that. I mean, just the other day, I wanted to install something. I had to do the thing where I went into my library and figure out like what what can I most afford to delete because I just don't have my high drive was maxed out, and I have to figure out like what games I least likely sure. want to play again in the near future so I can get rid of them. Um, so it's definitely becoming an issue, um, you know, as install sizes get bigger in the specific case of flight simulator, I'm not worried about it at all because the majority of people that are going to play flight simulator are not people that have like 50 other games on their machine. They are people that are, that, pr that probably built their PC to fucking play flight simulator. They've got a whole room in their house with, you know, joysticks and, and throttles <laughs> Just and, for flight simulator, and yeah. a special seat and they dress up. You know, with the cat with a captain's helmet and a special scarf that's got wire in it, so it looks like it's being like, oh, they've got a fan that blows the, the scarf backwards because they're so into Flight Simulator. You have to remember, I used to edit PC Gamer back in the '90s when Flight Simulation was still a really, really big genre on yeah. PC. Combat Flight Simulators, Leisure Flight Simulators. Uh, I'm actually personally, as, as an old school PC person, I'm actually really, really glad that Flight Simulator, which has always been kind of the blue chip brand in that space is back and from what i've seen of it it really does look, it does look absolutely stunningly oh, gorgeous oh dude i can't fucking wait i love flight simulator <laughs> are you not worried are you is it not too uh, fiddly for you no because it's very it's very simmy like you like, oh no i know that okay and i but it's it's been one of those games i've fucked with for i mean I, and i can't at this point even recall if it was microsoft flight simulator or whatever but a flight simulator was like the first p the first computer game i ever played at my uncle's house and right. i love it would be that thing you know you go visit them and i immediately run upstairs to his computer i i've, I've always loved it in 4k and have these there and have the google maps like we made a joke about it and i hope we're back by the time this game comes out into the studio because what i want to do is a a real stream where i fly andy from san francisco back to texas Oh, that would be great. And it's, that's it, the whole thing. It's, it's just Andy in the back, and it's just me, me, it's, me flying this stupid it's a storied, thing. It's a storied franchise. PC gamers love it. There is a subset of hardcore flight sim fans out there who have been starving for something like this for a long time yeah. who are who just can't wait to get their hands on this thing. I've actually got like a um, a throttle and a stick oh, nice. uh, that I had for Elite Dangerous back in the day, still in my cupboard. I'm going to pull those out, plug those back in. I've got a pretty high-end PC here, max out the settings. I imagine there is some kind of handhold mode for people like me that don't want to spend half an hour every, figuring yeah, out yeah, how, yeah, to, yeah. how to close the door on the plane, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but for people that do want to get into that stuff, that, that game is for them and it does look absolutely amazing and you know greg there's a fascinating yeah. world out there 
of people that like role play air traffic controllers. Oh, and, sure, yeah. you know, like it's just it's an amazing, amazing world that I think many, many gamers don't know about. And I'm really, really excited for Flight Simulator to make a big, big comeback. It looks stunning. And I, I will definitely be grabbing a copy of it. Nano clarifies in your wrong. It says, to clarify, the five megabits per second is minimum, but it recommends 50 megabits per second internet speed to access the two pentabytes of Azure server map data. That's Damn. two million gigabytes. So your question, Nano, is I do think that this is a taste of where we're going. And I think that right now it's super painful. And you're like, oh my God, and not you, but in general, like these numbers sound crazy. And the, oh my God, but the infrastructure in America can't handle it. No, it's like, I feel like the fact that you're not there yet to make this mainstream puts it on the track to becoming mainstream, right? Like, I think even right now, everybody suddenly having to work from home and do this different thing and stress out the network the way it is actually will lead to changes that get us to where we need to be, where we are in a better spot with the internet. IMO, and I know that, like, obviously Comcast doesn't want that. They want to throttle you and do everything else. And I think the people who suddenly have to rely on it and then suddenly start getting angry about it and suddenly start talking about it actually leads to change. And I think the game companies have to keep pushing this uh, agenda this way to actually make meaningful change. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's I, I like I like that this game is is very ambitious in what it's doing. It's going to require really high specs, not just in terms of install space and, and GPU and CPU. But like you said, also that really fast Internet connection that's going to limit its appeal. But the game has mm -hmm. limited. It's always been a niche game. Like, and that's the reason to start with a game like that, though. It's a game to start with yeah. a niche appeal rather than Halo Infinite requiring something. Right. Crazy, that right? would that would be a that would be a problem. So I think it makes yeah. sense to do it with a very highly specialized game like this where people are aware of what they're signing up for. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about it. I can't wait. I can't wait. We should we should definitely do some flight sim content when it when it becomes available. 100%. You can be you can be uh the flight attendant for Andy's flight. I want to do San Francisco to uh London Heathrow. Oh my god. Do a 10-hour stream. You're a crazy person. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games, giving me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together, just like you can tomorrow night, 7 p.m., twitch.tv slash games when we play Animal Crossing during the Grimecraft uh, rave. Uh, Stevie V writes in this uh, today, however, with an Animal Crossing New Horizon switch code. It is SW6313461581. CVV says, hey, guys, looking to squad up with some best friends and maybe even Greg and Gary and some Animal Crossing. All right, well, Greg and Gary will only come if you're cheating and have crazy turnip prices. Yeah, it depends what your turnip price is. I'll go anywhere. Exactly. I don't when, you, when, you, when you texted me that Dodo code the other day yeah. for the 547 or 639, whatever it was, crazy yeah. bells, yeah. like my character was still in his pajamas. He yeah. ran to the airport in his pajamas. <laughs> I said it before, if you, if you want high-end celebrity influencers like me and Greg to so come to your true. island, just, just tell us. All I need is a, is the is the right turnip price and a dodo code. And I'm exactly. telling you, I'll be there. You can take selfies with me. You know, I'll. I'll You'll leave those li that literally. Cards. That literally happened. A streamer friend of mine, my friend Kate Stark, who's a very popular streamer, yeah, sent me a sent me a, a dodo code from a friend of hers. This is how I sold two weeks ago, and she said, "Oh, it's a, he's a big fan of yours. Will you will you stop and take an in game selfie with him?" Yeah. yeah, sure. Of course, it's the, it's the right thing to do. Anyway, sorry, back to CVV. Uh, I'm new to the series, but I'm loving the game so far. So maybe we can hang out on each other's islands, trade some DIYs, or share in the sweet, sweet turnip profits. Love the show. Again, your friend, Stevie V. My friend code is SW63134681226. Gary, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, Nano writes in and says, we didn't miss this, but more context uh, between the employees taking home the Xbox and its announcement. Phil Spencer took home the Series X and made it his home box on December 4th, 2019. It was then announced on December 12th. The timeline between taking a console home and announcement does seem to line up with an early to mid-May announcement for that Lockhart machine. Uh, he uh, leaves off. Gary, we didn't get a wait update. Oh, uh, let me pull it up real quick. While you do that, I'll continue on. Nano has another one. Uh, we know nothing about Far Cry 6 Beyond. It will most likely come out after the next Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs if history repeats itself. Um, 218.6. Wow. So that's down 34.2 pounds since I started. Look at you. So I've got about another 20 pounds to go to be where I want to be. And that's still just the Atkins thing. That's are you not like are you I mean call it Atkins, call it keto, call it whatever you oh, want. I don't, eat, I don't eat sugar, I eat very few carbs. Okay. Uh DH Ruvenator says out today you missed this. Uh 
Yakuza Kiwami is on Xbox Game Pass. Thank God for Game Pass. Oh, and Streets of Rage is day one on Game Pass next week. Game Pass dates we usually announce in new dates and then don't talk about them when they come out because it's hard to keep track and they don't make a big deal about it. So I don't make a big deal about it, but I understand what you're saying. Frankfurter says, breaking news, Nintendo is doing a one-time event for Splatoon 2. No, Frankfurter, you weren't fucking paying attention to we the goddamn show news. where I talk about it. I want you to delete your Twitter Pay account. attention. Um, you know, I have I have some friends that are still really into Splatoon too. You know, we we you know we we play we, we constantly moving on to the next game, but like you gotta remember, a lot of people are still playing these games that like I bet you there's I bet you there's a bunch of people out there that are still really fucking into arms that yeah, like, no, just totally. can't get enough of arms. Weird. I and I feel sorry for them. You know what I mean? They should be. No, I didn't. You, I liked arms. It was crazy. Yeah, it was fine. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fine. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we come to you with the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you want more, you can get more. We're about to do the post show on patreon.com slash games. You can go there, get the show ad-free. You can get your questions read. You can get your squad ups done. You can, of course, if you have no bucks to start our way, watch on Twitch and then send in your wrong like Frankfurter and totally fucking miss the show you're apparently watching. You know what I mean? I understand how you fucking miss... What, what like what do you hear when we talk, Frankfurter? That's the real question, Kevin. Wow, what Greg, is he hear when we coming talk? down hard? Coming down hard on your listeners, on your best friends. They, I mean, it's called tough love, Gary. You give it to me all the time. You know what I mean? I mean, he's so, not certainly not acting like a best friend. Best friends listen when you talk. They they pay. They 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 want. They hear what you want to say. Exactly. The knife cuts both ways, and I'm I'm frankly hurt. And I'll see if I can get over it in the post show. But I don't know. Until next time. Wait. What? Hold on now. Twitch.tv twitch.tv slash Gary Wood at 7 p.m. tonight. See you tonight for some streams. Oh, I didn't know you were doing Every, stuff tonight. What are you doing Wednesday tonight? Wednesday night. I always stream Wednesday night. If you fucking paid attention, Greg, you'd know that. It's fair. Hey, I promote the fucking animal. Glass houses, Greg. Day. Don't throw yeah, stones. True. White House is a great song by Vanessa Carlton. Are you coming to the raid or the rave tomorrow? Are you coming to the concert tomorrow? What time is it again? Seven o'clock. Seven p.m. Seven p.m. So he's gonna play music over Twitch? Yeah. All right. How now how are you gonna get people on the island without it being a We'll talk about that in the post show. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you.